0: Yes, I know. I've given a piece of my mind to so many people. It's a wonder I have a mind left. And yeah, I've um, I've decided to slice off a piece this week. Yes, it's uh, season one, episode, forty-five. Prepare yourself to be offended.
1: Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat.
2: Given a piece of his mind to
0: so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Welcome to my world again. (laughs) You keep coming back. Man, you know, don't you understand what this means? You sadists. You know, coming into my stupid world, that means you are willingly opening yourself up to so the stupidity that I have found and even my stupidity, but you know, Hey, it also shows you've got backbone, you know, so that's good. You know that you're not easily offended. You're not a snowflake. You're not a Karen. You know, you, you actually have good, a good con a good strong constitution, you know, because <laughs> you're going to hear a lot of stuff that is uh, certainly going to challenge it. And well, No, if you've got a good, strong constitution, it won't challenge it. It'll just make you shake your head in complete either laughter or sadness. Well, yeah, one of the things I've been seeing this week that's kind of got me on my soapbox. The uh, WHO had a petition that was started by some of its employees, about a thousand of their employees. They want to make racism a global health concern <sighs> really um, uh, yeah I, 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 I think we're really reaching here okay um, I think really that that that's and, and, and this, this is what really bothers me if this is such a big thing then let's go full racism because anytime you favor one race over another, irregardless of your color, then you are practicing racism. That means if you um, intentionally select black-owned banks to put all your money in, then you're practicing racism. Okay? Not just because you're practicing it. One, No. If we want to abolish racism, we won't even put a color in front of anybody, folks. Um. so if there's any racism that's been going on, it's the people that constantly talk about it. So I'm not going to talk about it anymore, except for Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace, and it's not necessarily even about race. It's just about tact. It's about good sportsmanship. It's just about a good human being. I mean, you would think, obviously the big stink that Bubba faced, supposedly finding a noose, which turned out to be a garage door pull rope. Oh, but it looks like a noose. That means it had to be a signal. It had to be a message. Somebody did this. Of course, it comes, what, within just a few days of him complaining about the Confederate flag being flown to NASCAR races and now NASCAR pulling the Confederate flag down. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, the, it, it was a nice, convenient... Um, <laughs> problem, I guess. But it turns out it was just a mistake. It, just just a mistake, that's all. Wasn't anything to worry about. But you would think he would know something, you know, about mistakes, right? Apparently not, especially when it comes to accidents. Take, for instance, what happened recently um, at the uh, All-Star Open, which is the race that immediately precedes the all-star race here recently. Okay. Uh, he was talking with USA Today um, and, and well, it got evaluated and, you know, he was okay. Cause he got totaled. His car got totaled. Okay. Um, dur- during this, this thing. And um, what ended up happening was it was totaled by another uh, driver. Okay. Um, here, here's the thing, okay? Um, this, the 26-year-old driver was fuming because he had his car totaled at this All-Star Open. I mean, it's understandable. His car was totaled. He didn't finish the All-Star Open. He couldn't compete in the All-Star Race. He's missing out on the chance for a million-dollar purse. Okay, that's understandable. But what's not as understandable, according to Western Journal, was how he felt compelled to to mock the faith of Michael McDowell, the driver that clipped him in that race, causing him to total his car. Okay, um, this is what he says. Oh, just disrespect. When you get hooked into the wall, I don't even need to see a replay. Look at that blank. Yeah, wow. People say one of the nicest guys of in the garage. Can't wait for the God-fearing text he's going to send me about preaching and praise and respect. What a joke he is. He said that about Michael McDowell. Strangely personal attack aimed at not only the character of the man, but at the faith of the man. Some might even describe that as discriminatory. I mean, you'd think Wallace's recent surge of social justice pontificating, you know. I mean, to be very clear, Michael McDowell's faith is very much a part of who he is. According to Western Journal, it says he's a follower of Jesus on his Twitter profile. McDowell also penned a powerful Christian testimony for their motor racing outreach. Well, I guess Wallace's petulant response didn't really end with a dig at his faith. He also left his wrecked bumper at the footstep of the McDowell's hauler. Here, 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 here's my bumper. Take this home for a souvenir. Okay, look, was it intentional? I don't know. I, I'm not going to say whether it was intentional or not. I, I, don't, I don't have enough information. But how did Wallace respond to it? Well, definitely not very classy at all i think you can criticize somebody without mocking their faith it's kind of funny he f- played the victim because of a supposed noose that was really a garage door pull and he thought it was directed at him now he's being just as he, he's, he's being the very person he is accusing this fictional person of putting the noose in his garage of being okay now he's criticizing this guy's faith calling it a joke Okay, so Wallace, how about just grow up? And, you know, you got the Confederate flag taken down at NASCAR, although Talladega, I think they're still flying it. Speaking of the Confederate flag, you remember old Cooter from the Dukes of Hazzard? He also was a former Georgia Democratic U.S. representative. Ben Jones is his name. This is what he had to say about the whole Confederate flag thing. He says, I think it's an easy target. You know, that doesn't solve anything in taking them down, but it hurts a lot of feelings. He goes on to say, you know, it's a divisive rather than unifying. I think the whole movement is to erase things. Cultural cleansing is what it is. And I'm an older man. I don't feel like being culturally cleansed. I love everybody. I have sort of made that my life's work, but I'm not going to come back on this one because there's no point in it. What's next? What do you do then? What else doesn't please somebody? You know, and and, okay. Whatever you might feel about the Confederate flag. I like the Confederate flag. I have a shirt with the Confederate flag. I have a hat with the Confederate flag. I'm from the South. It means the South. Yes, I realize it was a battle flag of Virginia. Patterned after the battle flag of Tennessee. It wasn't even the Confederate flag. It, It wasn't the stars and bars. And yes, I know they carried this flag into battle for the purpose of um, fighting for the right to suppress another human being of a different race. I didn't agree with that. You know what? There's a lot of things I don't agree with, but still happen to find some um, affinity for certain things. For instance, let me just bring this down, let me just bring this home to roost with the chickens. If you're going to say that about the Confederate flag, even though that might have been what it originally stood for, I don't see it standing for that. I see it standing for my origins, where I came from, in western Arkansas, part of the south, Dixie, whatever you want to call it. I don't see anything racist about the Confederate flag at all. I look at it as when I see it flying, it's, it's kind of like flying a, a flag of your favorite football team. You know, I go back to Jonesboro, Arkansas, and I see flags of the Red Wolves. It's kind of the same thing. It's just a flag indicating something. This Confederate flag is something indicating uh, a section of the country where I grew up. It has nothing to do with racism. But if you're going to make it something for your system, let's just take your little example and take it all the way to the bank. Why don't we, okay? Um, For instance, I'm a member and have been a member since 1976 of the, what, 180-year-old Southern Baptist Convention. Maybe it's not 180, maybe it's 140. 145-year-old Southern Baptist Convention. Do you know how the Southern Baptist Convention began? It began directly from the debate over owning slaves now i realize the leaders in the southern baptist churches have come forward repentantly begging forgiveness this happened in the 1990s of all the things they did in their origin but you're still calling yourself a southern baptist It doesn't change the fact that your origins began out of the desire to have slaves and still call yourself a Christian. Why are you still calling yourself a Southern Baptist? Why are you still identifying yourself with that kind of denomination? I think you should stop calling yourself a Southern Baptist. You should dissolve the Southern Baptist Convention. Oh, we can't do that because it's on too many legal documents. It would be a nightmare. I'm sorry. Uh, it's still racist. Southern Baptists are racist. So it's time that we find a new name, a new banner, if you might say, to call our denomination, because we can't continue to perpetuate churches based upon a name that had its origins in the desire to own slaves. That's why the Northern Baptists and the Southern Baptists separated. The Northern Baptists did not want to have slaves. So if you're going to have the same argument about the Confederate flag, let's take the same argument and apply it to the Southern Baptist Convention. It's time we end the Southern Baptist Convention as a denomination. And let's just reformulate it, dissolve it, kill it. It, dissolves to be, it deserves to be in the annals of history books. We can have a Southern Baptist museum, you know, in Nashville, of the old church that started out of slavery. Right? Same principle. I ain't buying it. No, they want to reboot the Southern Baptist Convention as a more diverse and tolerant denomination. Why can't you apply the same principle to a battle flag? Huh? Why can't you do that? Because you don't want to. That's why. So that's my beef. Okay. And that's why things are just so stupid anymore. You know? At any rate. Shall we commence with the other stupidity that's of uh, some legitimacy? A great big stupid) So we're starting now to um, go back to another lockdown. Um, We're starting to see cases of COVID-19 spike and um, people are starting to get antsy. Uh, The governor of Pennsylvania has uh, reimposed stricter mitigation efforts, making bars and restaurants to restrict their customers to 25 percent capacity. Here we go again. I mean, we've already spent how many weeks in in in. Shutdown. You realize the average American has spent 172 pandemic hours drunk. I know we probably wish we could just forget the last few months. Some of us have been actively trying to do that. This new survey found the average person spent over a week of that lockdown drunk. American Addiction Centers polled about 3,000 people, and we know how painful that can be. And in the first 11 weeks of the pandemic, we spent 100. 72 hours of it completely drunk. That's seven full days plus four hours. And that's just the average. Some of the states that have been the drunkest since mid-March, believe it or not, South Dakota was the number one. 468 hours drunk. That's 19 and a half days worth or a full quarter of the lockdown. Then there's New Mexico with 444 hours. New Jersey with 375. Montana, 339. Colorado, 337. Connecticut, 228. Minnesota, 272. Georgia had 261. And Maine had just under 10 days or 234 hours drunk. Mississippi also had 234 days. Now, the states that had the lowest numbers, completely inebriated, was Nevada, who had 70 or had 33. Idaho had 44. Kentucky had 50, which is surprising because, you know, you got Jack Daniels down there. New Hampshire had 66 and good old Pennsylvania had 74. But when you think about who's doing the drinking, turns out women are drinking more than men. You know why? To cope with the pandemic because of the stress and they're stuck home with the kids. That's right. Coming from the University of South Florida, where researchers spoke to over 750 adults and found that for each level of increased distress, the women consumed 16% more alcohol. They found that having the kids at home was linked to increased alcohol consumption for both men and women, but moms hit the bottle more than the dads did. Probably all that wine. The researchers write, our results suggest that exposure to a widespread situational stressor is having a similar effect of leading women to catch up to men in terms of their drinking behavior. This convergence in heavy drinking at high levels of COVID-19-related distress is very concerning, given that similar quantities of alcohol in women and men result in greater adverse effects for women. I guess it means women get drunker than men do. Yeah, a behavioral study on alcohol found that drunk men are actually called wasted or hammered, while women were just called tipsy. (laughs) I think there's an explanation for that. A new study has revealed that intoxicated men seem more likely to be described in exaggerated drunk terms, such as hammered, while people tend to downplay female drunkenness, describing them merely as tipsy. Why? Because guys won't want to nail a tipsy girl if we call her hammered, plus the legality of it. Don't need any charges filed later. Not that I know anything about that. And now you know. And we have a story about an SUV that seems to have its own destiny. The police in Chicago. They get a call around 830 in the morning on a Sunday about a suspicious vehicle parked near a trail. When they got there, they found that it was a 2015 Chevy Suburban that had been reported stolen earlier in the day. So they tow it into the parking lot at the police station. But less than two hours later, <clears throat> somebody stole the SUV right out of their parking lot. Now the cops are investigating both thefts. Yeah. Well, well, well. And I guess you've been hearing all the biggest uh I guess you've heard the poop on Johnny Depp. Sorry I had to do that. You no know, testimony in the whole Johnny Depp libel trial. Basically, it's consisted of a lavatorial nature, you might say. One day, after poop was the main topic, jurors got to hear all about pee. Johnny's pee, to be exact. Back when Johnny and Amber Heard were renting a place in Australia in 2015, you see Johnny went on a bender and ended up being escorted off the property. But he told security that he had to go to the bathroom before he left. According to Amber, he, quote, went back inside and did it right in front of them, To nervous laughter, he said he was trying to write my name on the walls and carpet while peeing in the house. But, But Johnny's estate manager testified that he didn't see or smell urine, nor did the people who cleaned up after him. And by the way, just for your information, this is the guy who also found the tip of Johnny's finger, which Johnny claims Amber severed by throwing a vodka bottle at him. She said he did it to himself. Johnny would then use that bloody stub to write I love you on a mirror in his own blood. Well, now it appears that pictures of Amber Heard's alleged poop have hit the Internet because he's apparently accusing Amber of pooping in the bed. The question is, did she really do it? I think we need to bring in David Caruso to investigate.
3: When fecal matter becomes a police matter, it's up to David Caruso to get to the bottom of it. It's CSI, Crap Scene Investigations. So what do we got?
4: Horatio, Johnny Depp says someone left a uh, <clears throat> package in his bed. He says it was his wife, Amber Heard. Amber
3: Heard. More like Amber Turd. Yeah. Amber made her bed, and Johnny has to sleep in it. CSI, Crap Scene, Investigations.
4: Horatio, Depp says she left it there after they had a fight.
3: Sounds to me like Captain Jack Sparrow found a little buried treasure. Johnny Depp has been leaving turds at the box office for years, and now he's on the receiving end. Crap Scene, Investigations.
0: Johnny actually told a London court that Amber Heard pooping in her in his bed was the last straw in their relationship. Apparently, though, I guess this isn't what he meant when he told her his sleep number was two. You know, Johnny finishing testimony in his divorce hearing with Amber Heard after twenty-three hours on the stand. He was doing talking about this. Can you believe that? Can you imagine being a juror in that? Twenty-three hours on the stand is a long time. Luckily, they had a mattress nearby in case anybody needed to go to the bathroom. And what did we learn? Amber pooped on his bed. Johnny cut the tip off of his finger and wrote, I love you on a mirror. and They're doing a whole recap on Nickelodeon too. It's called the Loud House. <clears throat> the fact that Amber released that photo showing Johnny passed out and spilling ice cream on himself also shows how out of touch she is. Did you see the photo? Yeah, he's, crashed out on the couch, he's got ice cream all over his lap and everything. I mean, she's Amber's really out of touch, frankly, because anybody who saw that photo, you know you've passed out with ice cream at least once during the lockdown. So speaking of this lockdown and the pandemic, well, listen to this. I guess we're if you're a little bored, there's a uh, something to keep you interested. You know, this whole thing with the Confederate flag has got Mississippi all up in arms over their state flag. Now, they have finally succumbed to the public bullying and have decided to take down the state flag because there's a wee little emblem of that horrible Confederate flag on their state flag. So now they have to put up a new flag. But, you know, look, I like their I like what they're doing. Okay, okay, look, we'll take down the Confederate flag on our state flag and we'll put up a new flag that says "In God We Trust." Well, that just really ticked everybody off. A non-theistic religious organization called the Satanic Temple. They're going to sue Mississippi if they move forward to have those words put on their new state flag. The Satanists don't like it. Guess what, Satanists? Find another state. A letter from the organization sent to the state attorney general there cites constitutional concerns regarding the First Amendment, saying the phrase, in God we trust, is not representative of all Mississippians. Well, let me ask you, Satanists, are you spending any cash? It's written all over it. Well, the demand comes from just one week after other state lawmakers officially retired the state flag of 1894, which had that Confederate battle flag on it. I think if there's one special interest group, I think you'd better not upset. It would probably be the guy that worships Satan. I don't know. But say what you want about those Satanists. I mean, I'd say every fall they put it on one hell of a bake sale. Okay, I had to say that. I mean, look, it's to the point you can't please anybody anymore. You know, somebody's going to be upset. and And they're politicizing everything. Even we've got... Everyone's favorite little snack candy bar, Twix, even they have decided to pick and choose sides, going to both extremes of the political spectrum.
3: The left and right Twix rivalry has become so polarizing, there is no middle ground. The right Twix factory has started making far-right Twix.
1: Melting chocolate is a liberal hoax.
3: One bite will turn you into a candy extremist
1: will not replace
2: us
3: while the rival factory is making far left Twix
2: the patriarchy gives us Mr. Goodbar but no Mrs. Goodbar
3: will either side ever get along
2: cancel three musketeers
3: maybe they should both try a Snickers Mm, better? much Much better. better try a Twix or a Snickers whatever side you're on it's all just candy
0: And with people having to work from home, it's creating a whole different set of problems also, um, especially when your kids are also home from school. Now we have a woman suing over a claim she was fired because her kids made noise during conference calls. It's a 35-year-old woman from California suing her former employer, the insurance firm Hub International, claiming they fired her because her two young children made noise while she was on conference calls while working from home during the whole coronavirus pandemic. Her name is Jasana Rios. She's suing for gender discrimination, retaliation, and wrongful termination. Rios said after she transitioned to remote work in March, a male supervisor made sexist comments and complained her kids made noise during conference calls. Even though none of her clients said that it was an issue, Rios said that she tried to arrange the calls in the afternoon when her kids were taking naps, but her boss ignored her and would purposefully overlap schedules and also said he was tired of accommodating her. Rios was fired a week after she complained to Human Resources, but the company told her it was because of the financial efforts of the pandemic. Of course, I guess if making noise on a conference call was a fireable offense, I probably would have lost my job years ago. <laughs> Okay, just let me... I, I want to understand this so you can actually sue former employers. No, they tell me. Well, speaking of kids, here's the most common tough-to-answer questions that kids ask. And I'm sure you get asked a lot of questions, especially if you're having to be around them all the time. And if you got kids, I'm sure you've fielded some of these questions. There's a study that was done recently Looking at the most common, tough-to-answer questions that little kids asks mommy and daddy. My favorite one was the one that my, uh, my oldest son came to me one day as he got off the school bus. Now, he went to a Christian school and was riding the public school's bus to get home. So he walks into the house and asked me point blank, and he, did, he said it, but he wanted to know what the F word meant. Of course, I described it to him in glorious detail. I think he ran out of the room screaming. Look, he's still in therapy. But here are some questions, obviously. And, you know, some of them are pretty common. Like, where do babies come from? I had a roommate, and I am telling you this with my hand to heaven. If I'm lying, I'm dying. He passionately argued with me. This was years ago, and I lived as a single guy in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania. He argued with me passionately because he was convinced that babies came from a woman's belly button. Like I said, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Apparently his parents did not feel like they wanted to answer that question when he was a young kid. Another one. What's the deal with Santa Claus? Do things like ghosts, mermaids, and unicorns exist? Is the tooth fairy real? And what does she do with all those teeth? Why do adults have to work? That's an easy one. Mm -hmm. So you can eat. Where do people go when they die? Why is the sky blue? Where do clouds come from? I used to tell this to my kids. We would be traveling into a nearby town with a manufacturer that would be making whatever. It was a paper manufacturing company but they had all the steam coming out you know you you have to use a lot of steam you know when you're manufacturing paper products right so um you would see this huge manufacturing plant and just billows of steam coming up from the and i would tell the boys that they're making clouds and it worked for so many years here's another one are dinosaurs still around and i like this my dad used to tell this one to me all the time if you swallow a watermelon seed it'll grow out your ears Well, the kids will ask, if you swallow a seed, will it grow inside of you? Now, here's an answer that will really freak them out. Just say, well, no, not in your stomach. But if it gets into your lungs, it's possible. And of course, there's all the news about the Karens, you know, those modern-day self-appointed social commentary queens, turning into a daily occurrence. And of course, we have a special network created just for it. This is KNN.
3: I need to speak to your manager.
0: The Karen News Network. A uh, Skechers Karen throws shoe boxes after being asked to wear a mask. This woman had a major meltdown at the Skechers outlet in Oklahoma because she was told to wear a mask, so she throws shoeboxes at an employee and leaves the store. Of course, it didn't take long the police to, for the police to identify her because she left her wallet on the counter. And an Arizona pair arrested for intentionally coughing on a Walmart worker after refusing to wear face masks in a store. This Karen, with her husband... What do you call a male, Karen, I wonder? Well, they've been arrested in Arizona because police said they would not wear face masks in this Walmart. And then they intentionally coughed on store workers when they were asked to do so. The Yuma Police Department responded after consumers uh, 38-year-old Frank Montoya and his 23-year-old Victoria Karen Carranza ignored requests to wear face coverings, and deliberately coughed on the staff. So when the police arrived, the pair allegedly refused to cooperate, and of course they became confrontational. Police say Montoya eventually fled on foot and was later arrested for fighting with officers. Both are charged with aggravated assault, disorderly conduct, and more. Of course, that's really something you really never see nowadays, you know? People misbehaving at Walmart. Of course, if convicted, they could be sentenced to 5 to 10 years of shopping at Walmart, you know? Anyway. Oh, and this week's KNN, Karen News Network newscast, sponsored by the new Kia Karen. Introducing the all-new
3: Kia Karen the car that gets 25 miles to the complaint
2: turn down the air and watch where you're going you were in that guy's lane
3: you'll never get lost again because all karens have a gps that tell you why you missed a turn
2: maybe if you weren't sipping that stupid milkshake you wasted money on you might have seen the exit
3: maintenance is easy because karens always share their concerns
2: i want to speak to a manager
3: the kia karen stop by your local dealer or visit our website for a virtual tour
2: stop filming me or i'll call the cops and
0: this Karen unleashes on young people who go on grinder and do hookups. This particular 60-something-year-old Karen is berating young people in this argument over who's allowed to park at a car charging station. Then she makes these bold accusations that their generation go on grinder and do hookups. Woman even turns around and smacks her own butt toward the camera.
2: My goodness nothing better to do with your time because this is what your generation does you go on grinder and do hookups you show every part of your body you have no self-respect oh my goodness none whatsoever
0: and before you think some of this is just getting a little out of hand there's actually a new anti-karen law that's proposed it's now possibly against the law to be a cop calling karen could be soon in california Here's the news story. It's uh it's actually called Karen, but it's C A R E N. Caution against racially exploitive non emergencies.
2: San Francisco lawmaker wants to outlaw racially motivated nine one one
0: calls with new legislation called the Karen Act. Name Karen has become synonymous on social media with people who call 911 with racist intentions. In his proposal, Karen is spelled with a C and stands for Caution Against Racially Exploitative Non-Emergencies. The goal is to protect people from becoming targets of hate, as well as to prevent wasting police resources. Thanks to KTLA for that little news report. And this has been your special karen news network news this is knn i am calling the police the karen news network now i'm not much on the whole conspiracy theory stuff i mean it gets i get things sent to me all the time in messenger and people forwarding me things and you know i'll watch about i don't know about a one-fourth of it before i begin to think <clears throat> this is like what my dad used to call hocus pocus dingy dongy docus But here's a surprisingly convincing conspiracy theory about Wayfair furniture. You know the commercials, you know, Wayfair has everything you need or whatever that you see on TV. It's secretly involving in human trafficking. I mean, a lot of these conspiracy, conspiracy theories are just really beyond believable. But, I mean, we got Pizzagate, we got QAnon. They're so far out of the realm of possibility that no reasonable person really takes them a tiny bit seriously. But this one, I don't know. Somebody on Reddit, they post this conspiracy theory about Wayfair, that online furniture e-commerce company. Now, here's the theory: some of their products are a front for human trafficking. The key evidence is some interesting storage cabinets that's listed on the site for more than. each. The cabinets had odd names like Yaritza Storage Cabinet or Naria Storage Cabinet or Samia Storage Cabinet and the Alavia Storage Cabinet. Now the theory, people who were ordering these absurdly overpriced cabinets were actually ordering a person. And it turns out those weren't the only insanely overpriced items on Wayfair with suspicious names. There's basic pillows and rugs and more selling for five figures on the site and also with obscure human-sounding names attached. Now, when somebody contacted Wayfair, the overpriced cabinet suddenly disappeared from the site. Mm. And Wayfair has been a supplier to migrant detention camps along the U.S.-Mexico border, so the trafficking pieces start to fall together. Now, Wayfair has denied everything, of course. They say third-party companies can list products on their site, and all of the overpriced products come from other companies, and they have nothing to do with But is it possible this conspiracy theory is true? Now, Snopes investigated and found no credible evidence and even debunked a lot of the, um, quote, investigative evidence people on Reddit thought they found. So, well, what's going on? One person on Reddit had two more grounded explanations for what could be going on. One, the companies list their products for that much, hoping to get people with an unlimited budget, like governments, to buy them at a crazy markup. And two. The products are used to launder money. Well. Stay tuned. Wayfair has everything I need. I don't know. Maybe they should start selling driver's license. To people in Pennsylvania. I mean I can't make this up. True story. A man learning how to drive. In Penn Hills. Which is a Pittsburgh suburb. Strikes another vehicle in the Penn Hill Shopping Center parking lot and then plows right into a PennDOT driver's license center. Now authorities say the driver broadsided the vehicle in the parking lot as it was passing the center and then continued right until the car was about a quarter of a way inside the driver's license center. Thankfully nobody was injured. They're still investigating the crash but frankly it sounds like that he might need a few more lessons. And here's the most embarrassing part. He was completely sober. And he was a Pittsburgher. That's even more surprising. Okay, you ready for the new name for the Washington Redskins? They're going to change their name to something. I mean, they made the announcement official. They are changing their name to something. I mean... Despite reports that they'd be announcing a new name, they confirmed that they're just retiring the red skin name and logo. Now, sources say they have decided on a new name. And I don't know, we're waiting, I guess, for legal reasons, possibly due to trademarks. But they may also be dealing with squatters who are sitting on the rights to various names and social media handles. I don't know. But the rumors are we have some front runners like the Warriors, the Red Tails and the Tuskegee Airmen from World War II, the Presidents, the Generals, the Lincolns, and the Red Hawks, and of all names, the Red Wolves. Frankly, I think they should stay away from that because there's only one real Red Wolves team, and that's Arkansas State University. Well, the Navajo Nation is strongly encouraging these uh, or the organization to pick a name like the Washington Code Talkers <laughs> to honor the Navajo Code Talkers. Oh, that's a real threatening name. Other tribal nations also use their sacred language to help win World War II. But other Native Americans don't want any association with sports team names. And, you know, you're familiar with The Onion. Well, they had a mock headline up that said Washington Redskins changed their name to the D.C. Redskins. Uh, Although I think I uh, I might have some names, well, maybe a few of the rejected names.
1: And now, here are some rejected new names for the Washington Redskins. The Washington Fredskins. The Grateful Deadskins. The Fourskins, The Washington Jergens. Sponsored by Jergens Lotion. The Nedskins. The Right said Fredskins. The Potato Skins. Brought to you by TGI Fridays. Or... The Red Foxkins.
2: Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. Those
1: are some rejected new names for the Washington Redskins. We'll keep trying.
0: You know, but with all the speculation about what the new name of the franchise will be, I personally think it should be a name that really captures the essence of Washington, D.C., you know? So how about let's visualize a play-by-play for the first ever game for the Washington Bureaucrats.
1: Welcome football fans to the first game for the newly named Washington Bureaucrats. First and ten at the bureaucrats' 20-yard line, the coach is drawing up the play. I think the bureaucrats want to run it here, but of course, all bureaucratic plays must pass through committee first. As you know, the bureaucrats' play selection committee is chaired by the opposition, so this run play may turn into a screen pass. The committee has returned their version of the play to the coach, and... Hold on, the coach has made an amendment to put the tight end in motion. Not so fast. Now the coach is being visited by several lobbyists. This could be a game changer. The lobbyists are offering the coach an all-expenses-paid junket to the Bahamas. Let's see how that affects the play call. The coach now signals the play to the quarterback. This is where it gets interesting. The play call must be approved by a
4: two-thirds majority of the players.
1: My goodness, the bureaucrat left tackle has added some pork barrel spending to this play. He wants a new satellite dish added to the team bus and now a delay of game penalty against the bureaucrats will they appeal looks that way we'll step away as the appeal committee appoints a special counsel to review the play that could take up the rest of the first half oh back after
0: this but you know i think most people were probably more offended by the word washington you know what i'm saying i mean if we're being honest here nothing was more offensive to native americans than the team's play They were like, don't associate us with that. Somebody also talked about naming them the Washington Monuments. (laughs) But I think we've seen enough monuments go down this year. According to several sources, the Washington Redskins owner Daniel Snyder is leaning toward the team name is calling them the Warriors. Of course, if I was Snyder, I'd just put it up to a fan vote. You know, I'm sure those, what, four or five people would be happy to do it. Kind of funny, though, that they could have the same name as the NBA's Golden State Warriors, right? Golden State though is consistently champ is, is is a consistently championship caliber frankly, you see. And the Redskins, well they can barely make it to the toilet bowl, never mind the Super Bowl. Well, in any case, whatever ludicrous name they come up with, good luck with that. And uh, well, here's a ludicrous request that prompts a woman to end her relationship with her boyfriend. I realize it's probably important to feel that you can talk about anything with your significant other, but apparently everyone has their limits. Another story from Reddit with a 25-year-old woman. She went on Reddit to ask for advice for her relationship after her boyfriend got obsessed with this ludicrous business idea. According to what the user said, she says this idea, if you can call it that, is to construct a series of tubes throughout the city that leads to centralized soup kitchens. And for a monthly subscription, a customer can subscribe to a tube of soup. A tube extension would then be built off the nearest mainline tube and directly into the consumer's apartment or home. She adds, uh, obviously the idea is completely insane but added that he continues to ask her for money to help make it a reality. Hmm. She notes, I'm also concerned for his sanity. People writes back and tells her that, well, they were equally just as dumbfounded at his uh, ludicrous idea. One joked, I'm 100% certain that she's dating Homer Simpson. I don't know. I didn't hear any mention of uh, donuts. Okay. Although it would be kind of nice to... You know, turn on the spigot and have some tomato bisque. There's the top ways that things are going to change your life around the office in the future. Thanks to the coronavirus pandemic. I mean, these past few months definitely have broken our routine and our pattern that we see in our offices. been going on for decades. So when we do get back into our office regular routine or whatever we're going to call a regular routine, It's not going to be like it used to be. Now, there's a new survey that's out. Most people are expecting some permanent changes. And here are some of the ways you can expect your office to be different. You're going to be washing your hands more often, cleaning your desk and computer, keyboard, and mouse more often. Nothing wrong with that. Probably no more handshakes. You'll probably have more flexible work hours. And you'll get to go outside more. And... You get to bring your own mug and your plate and your own silverware instead of using the shared ones in the office, and more video conferencing instead of face-to-face meetings. Of course, this also means that, you know that annoying coworker is not going to be microwaving fish in the company microwave in the break room. No more eating random food that people bring in too. And no more birthday parties or singing birthday cards that get passed around. Uh, Well, we'll find something else to do with that. I'm open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving and the stupidity that is always around us. And if you're insane enough to ask, I'm always insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you either by leaving a voice message or a written message. And you can do that at podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment that you have from a podcast or a question you might have, and I'll be happy to address either one. Your question or comment might even just be played and or talked about in a future podcast and if you or someone you know would actually like to join in on a podcast you're more than welcome to participate and if you have that anchor app on your phone you can do just that it's as simple as a phone call download the app at your favorite app store and add our podcast my podcast to your favorites you can also email me with comments and questions, requests at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. That's insane, e.com Of course, you should certainly subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you listen to it on Apple, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio, Public, or Spotify. And of course, don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Lane. That's e r i k L-A-N-E. I get on this podcast and I manage to make a fool of myself on a regular basis. We all do, you know? So I think we're kind of used to it. But we could be doing it accidentally and not even realizing it. I don't know. Some of you may remember All in the Family, back in the 70s, right? And Archie Bunker, and he would come up with his own... Terms, his own words, and he'd be completely serious about it. He got into an argument one time with his son in law, Meathead, aka Rob Reiner. I was trying to quote a verse from the Bible and said it came from like the first chapter of Generous <laughs> rather than Genesis. <laughs> My wife does that sometimes. She has some Archie Bunker moments when she's saying something and I'm like, Did you mean to call it that? Well, there's six common phrases that we sometimes get wrong. Do you flush out an idea or flesh out an idea? Well, flesh out is correct. It means you're adding substance or flesh to something. Flush out is when you make something leave its hiding place, like flushing birds out of a tree or flushing out the truth. What about chopping at the bit or is it champing at the bit? Well, I mean, I've used chomping at the bit. I mean, both are okay. But the original phrase was champing. It's when a horse grinds its teeth on a piece of metal in its mouth. Now, we mostly use it to mean that you can't wait for something to get started. You've heard of this phrase, set foot in, or step foot in. Well, actually, set foot is the right way to say it, saying You wouldn't step foot somewhere is technically wrong. Stepping, you see, is something you do with your feet, but you don't step foot anywhere. And you've had hunger pains? Or have you had hunger pangs? P-A-N-G-S. Most people say pains, like a pain in the neck. And you'll get away with it, but it's really pang. It means a piercing spasm of pain. Although there have been a lot of coworkers who have given me pangs, but not necessarily of hunger. Maybe a pang in the butt. Case in point or case in point? <laughs> well, your case is in the point you're making, you see. So it's case in point because they're one and the same by oh by the way one and the same is the right way to say it one in the same is wrong I I hope we got that cleared up now okay and here's something else we need to get cleared up guys if you're not doing as well online dating as you think you should be doing I might have some advice for you put a shirt on bro There's a new study out by Dating.com. Men who use a shirtless selfie in their online dating profiles get 25% fewer matches. Why? Well, 66% of the ladies say that those pictures show a lack of maturity and self-awareness. I don't know. I'd say if you're posing without a shirt, you have a lot of awareness. 76% Seventy-six percent of the women don't think guys with shirtless selfies are long-term relationship material. <laughs> really? Of course not, unless they've got abs. Or look at those pecs. Oh! Now if you're wondering, look, does this same thing apply to women who post bikini photos online, dating profiles? Absolutely not. The study found about one in five women have at least one bikini or bathing suit picture in their profile and they get 40% more matches than other women because men oogle and women don't.
1: We now take you to a woman scrolling on a dating site already in progress. Shirt on.
2: Oh, he's cute.
3: Shirt on.
0: Mm hmm. Just my type.
3: Shirt off.
1: Oh, we're all very impressed.
0: Not. Shirt on. Oh, now we're talking. Shirt on. Oh, I like the way he looks. Shirt off. Ew, is that a nubbin?
1: And that concludes this woman scrolling on a dating site.
0: You know, I have allergies and I think I've lived my entire life with them. I think I've tried every over-the-counter remedy you can find. And I take a lovely cocktail of, you know, antihistamines and decongestants and all kinds of different stuff, right? It's just, you know, and, and sometimes I can go through a, a purification where I can make it an entire month about having to take, you know, stuff. But somebody mows their grass and it screws everything up. Well, here's a 19-year-old who, um, well, he's considering cutting his parents off because he found out they lied to him for a whole lifetime about allergies yes this 19 year old posted to Reddit's uh, aita forum asking whether he should cut off communication with his parents because he found out that they'd lied to him his whole life by telling him that he had multiple life-threatening food allergies when he really didn't he writes For as long as I can remember, I have been allergic to several things. Dairy, wheat, flour, gluten, legumes. He said he missed out on major experiences because he had such a strict diet. An incident on his 19th birthday when he accidentally ate a brownie made with flour that his aunt made, but his mother told him she'd switched the plate with brownies made with almond flour, made him suspicious. He went to the doctor to be tested found out he had absolutely none. He writes, I was furious, called my mother. She eventually admitted that she lied to me because she wanted me to be on a paleolithic diet and wanted me to be able to avoid all temptations. Oh, man. He said his mother keeps sending him messages about how, well, how healthy he'd been and what great shape he was in and called him ungrateful for not appreciating all she had done. Well, to put it lightly, it read it. They were not on Mom's side. I'm doing this to help you. You should be thanking me. But Mom, I couldn't have a brownie. There's only one way for this kid to get even. Become obese. (laughs) And then go, go visit Mom and walk around in your underwear. Let me take a wild guess here. They're from California. I don't know. Well, I've been seeing a lot of um, signs saying we have a coin shortage. Well, this might be, I don't know, the death of the penny again. Okay. Due to the coin shortage and production costs. Well, we might be going the way of Canada. Eliminating pennies. I don't know. I've seen so many of those little, you know, penny mashers. You put a penny in and it presses the penny out into like a little cute copper emblem or whatever. But I've seen these signs at checkout counters asking you to pay in a form of digital payment or use exact change. Striving conspiracy theorists nuts thinking it's a government subversive attempts to force the country into a cashless society. But there might be something you can do to help. You can actually take advantage of this money news. Insiders say it may soon be the end of production for the U.S. penny. So buying
3: pennies now before they're all gone would make big sense. But where to buy them? Jimbo's National Penny Collection is offering the sales of U.S. pennies. One of these bright, shiny, slightly used pennies could be yours for only $5. That means you could buy this entire set of 20 pennies for only $100. Who knows what their value could be in years to come? The penny costs more to produce than it's actually worth. So you see, you've already made money just by buying pennies. So buy now. Take it from this satisfied customer.
2: We got our penny, took a picture of it, had the picture burned onto a plate, and now we got a double collectible penny plate up on the wall. I knew that wasn't going to hold. Send your $100 payment today to Jimbo's National
3: Penny Collection, P.O. Box 9, Beverly Hills, Florida. And you can find the zip code, Jimbo didn't know it. Get your pennies today.
0: A lot of people think going to a cashless society is the apocalypse. It's the beginning of a nightmare. I have some brand new nightmare fuel for you. A team of Japanese doctors shares the details of a case of a woman suffering with a throat irritation and it wasn't because of covid no she actually had a live worm inside her tonsil why do these stories like this come from places like Japan and China I don't know but the doctor said in this study that was published in the July issue of the American Society of Tropical Medicine and Hygiene this 25-year-old woman comes into St. Luke's International Hospital in Tokyo complaining of a throat irritation 5 days after she had some sashimi i've never i don't even have sushi much less sashimi well the medical team discovered a a one-and-a-half-inch black worm living inside the woman's tonsil. The creature was removed with tweezers. Now the worm, oh, by the way, which was very much alive, was identified as the fourth-stage larva of Terra nova azarus, a parasitic roundworm. I don't know about you, but I think this story kind of makes me hungry for some real good, delicious sashimi. <laughs> this story is really creepy until you find out sashimi is Japanese for worm. Ugh. And if that isn't creepy enough, this will definitely change your whole taste buds for honey. let just let let this just be a reminder. Watch out for sticky stuff on your walls, and we're not talking about ectoplasm from Ghostbusters. This is happening to a Pennsylvania family. They found some mysterious sticky substance dripping from their walls, discovered the thick liquid was honey from the infestation of bees inside their walls. Andrea Isabel said she and her husband first noticed dark spots on the walls in their home in Percasey, located in Bucks County, PA, after the tropical storm Fay passed through the area recently. Isabel said they initially thought the spots were just water damage from the storm, but soon discovered the dark spots were actually honey leaking through the walls. The family enlisted the help of Alan Luttonzi, the bee man of Yerkes Honey Farms in Collegeville, Pennsylvania. Latenzi says there's a colony of bees living in the walls of the house, and he's working on a plan to extract them. The bees become my girls, Latenzi says. I will take them home, and they will become a honey producer for me. I will make a colony, and I'm going to pet you and love you and call you for my very own. (laughs) I don't know. Who would you rather have in your house, bees or the bee man? I think I'll pick the latter. Do you get the feeling the bee man spends a little too much time alone? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, this pandemic certainly has made everyone reevaluate so many things in their life. One of these things, whether they still want to have Zeppelin rules tattooed on their lower back. According to Removery, it's a laser tattoo removal business that's located in 31 different cities, they have seen a 30% jump in tattoo removal requests compared to this time last year. They said that uh, we're hearing from so many people who are reflecting on their lives during the quarantine, wanting to remove tattoos after making big changes in career or relationships or just generally having more time to really reconsider the whole image that they want to project to the world (laughs) things really haven't been very good though for the local tattoo parlor that my northern arkansas correspondent uses mountain view margaret
2: well the tattoo joint in our town was somehow deemed non-essential and they done went out of business. I sure am going to miss that place. They did my first ever Shania Twain tribute tattoo covering my entire back. <laughs> Anytime I ain't wearing a shirt, aka every day, I get tons of compliments on it. It's of Shania wearing a red vinyl catsuit riding a mystical unicorn that is flying up out of some flames. Oh, it's real artsy. Uh, one time, I won backstage passes to meet Shania at her concert, and the plan was to get her to sign it, but when I started lifting up my tube top over my head, security kicked me out faster than you can say, "Ma'am." I feel like a woman. <laughs> okay, I gotta go. I'm going up to the tattoo joint to see if they're selling any of their tattoo guns. You see, I got a couple of exes' names on me that I want to get covered up before I get married again.
0: You know, one place I would not want to see Mountain View, Margaret, is um, here um, on a beach running naked. But would you believe that police are using drones to bust people for getting naked on the beach? I'm not really sure this is really what drones are supposed to be used for, but it's uh, happening in Golden Valley, Minnesota, of all places. Police there have been using drones to spy on people at a hidden beach in the area to make sure they're not. Running around naked. They say the beach has an unofficial reputation as a good place to get naked. But that's illegal. And Spying on people with drones is illegal because the beach is a public place. So after they got dozens of complaints about nudity and drinking, they set out the drones. Caught several people running naked on the beach and gave them citations. Well, we got a naked peacock, a feral naked peacock. It's terrorizing residents of a cul-de-sac in North Oakland, California. Well, some neighbors are delighted to have a neighborhood peacock. Others complained to the city officials, voicing their opinions on the social network NextDoor.com. One neighbor said Jesse T. has started sleeping on a camping uh, air mattress in their storage room just to avoid the noise. They wrote, for the past 15 weeks or so, he has screamed relentlessly every day. It's so loud inside my house, it literally feels like he is inside my house. Well, instead of a screaming peacock, maybe these folks should opt for a streaming peacock.
3: Peacock is here. Now you can watch all your favorite NBC shows for free. But I can do that with my TV antenna. On Peacock, starting in 2021, you can watch episodes of The Office.
1: But I can watch The Office on Netflix right now and on like 50 other cable channels.
3: Peacock also has all nine seasons of Suits. Suits? Yeah, never heard of it. Is that a TV show? I'm not sure. I think it has something to do with Meghan Markle and uh, Suits. Did I mention it's free? You did, yet it still feels overpriced. <laughs> (laughs) Okay, how do I sign up? To start, just Google Peacock Streaming. But don't click image search. Oops, too late. (sighs) Peacock. Stream it everywhere. Except Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, and pretty much every place you stream TV.
0: And have you had the uh, Impossible Whopper yet? You know, it's the Burger King veggie burger. Well, Burger King is messing with your burgers again. Just when you were starting to forget about... That Walmart yodeler, Mason Ramsey. Remember that kid that was yodeling Hank Williams? He's back. And he's working for Burger King. He stars in a commercial announcing Burger King's new hamburger made from cows on a new diet that can reduce daily methane emissions up to one-third. That's right, folks. I'm talking about cow farts. It's the first time it's the first line of the song too the, the, And the, this is exactly what the song says it starts out when cows fart and burp and splatter well it ain't no laughing matter they're releasing methane every time they do
2: so to change their emissions burp went on a mission testing diets that would help reduce their farts that's a start and when there, ran a question that it's helping cow's suggestion had in so they can play their part. Reducing methane, methane. And the scientists have proven that it works. That works! Reducing methane, methane. We can reduce emissions by more than a third.
0: BK announced that It had partnered with scientists to develop this new diet for cows. That initial study results suggest could lower the animal's daily methane emissions by 33%. In other words, it'll lower the amount of times the animals burp or fart. The issue is that, well, you know, livestock, like cows, they're responsible, they say, for about 14.5% of greenhouse gas emissions which are bad for our planet, and contribute to climate change. The new diet means that cows will eat 100 grams of lemongrass leaves during the last four months of their life. Talk about a death sentence. It adds, uh, well, it, this, this, it, this, this adds about the cow diet, okay, that Burger King has. They acknowledge that since we're part of the problem, we're working to be part of the solution, Well, hey, it might even help contribute to the jobs economy because they're going to need people to test out this new process.
3: This is Help Wanted, finding the perfect match for unique job opportunities. Here is today's Help Wanted ad.
4: Do you have a nose for food? Do you have a nose for something that used to be food emanating from an animal that will eventually become food? then you may have what it takes to become a Burger King Beef Cow Methane Detector. Applicants must be willing to stand behind a cow for eight hours a day and inhale copious amounts of gases. Applicants must exhibit an attention to detail and enjoy having warm air blown in their face. So apply to become a Burger King Beef Cow Methane Detector today, if you can
0: stomach it.
3: This has been Help Wanted, a public service of this station.
0: And you thought being a burger flipper at a fast food joint was going to be a way to waste the rest of your life. And now, from the news desk called Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. According to a new study, walking along the beach improves your mood and well-being. That is, of course, until you get pooped on by a seagull. Of course, I really think it depends on the beach. If you're enjoying a nice quiet walk in Turks and Caicos, then sure. But if you're walking along the Jersey Shore, I kind it's kind of hard to improve your mood when you're dodging needles and broken beer bottles. A recent study reveals that using vacuum cleaner bags to make do-it-yourself face masks is a highly efficient way to protect against contracting and spreading the coronavirus. And if you wear this in public it won't be the only thing you're doing yourself. About 84% of the nation's population was sweltering in heat between 90 and 110 degrees this past week. It's so hot outside, Americans were social distancing because of body odor. Civil unrest is now the second biggest problem in America, right behind chafing.
3: Hello, I am the heat. I'd like to sincerely apologize for coming out of nowhere and dampening your weekend in more ways than one. I know you were looking forward to a nice summer day outside, but instead you'll be sweating through shirt after shirt after shirt. And to make things worse, the mask you have to wear in public causes a giant puddle of sweat to accumulate on your top lip. I regret that instead of a nice beer on your porch, you'll be chugging gallons of water to fend off dehydration. I'm also sorry for what I'm doing to that tube of chapstick you accidentally left in your car. That's gonna leave a stain. Apologetically yours, The Heat.
0: New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is blaming Rikers Island releases and anti-NYPD sentiment for the spike in New York City crime. (laughs) Gosh, I'm so glad he said this because nobody would ever put two and two together. Cuomo has got to be the top three embarrassments to the state of New York. I'd put him probably right behind de Blasio and the Knicks. Democrats are trashing President Trump's decision to pardon his former advisor, Roger Stone, which is exactly why he did it. I mean, at this point, these two parties are like siblings fighting in the backseat on a family road trip. I mean, it was the least he could do. Stone is the only Trump employee who didn't write a book about him. Washington, D.C. is going to allow prisoners to vote from jail. As a result of a landmark decision by their city council, of course, it only makes sense to let prisoners vote because half the time they're voting for other criminals. A survey shows that violent crimes continue to soar in major cities like New York, Los Angeles, Milwaukee, amidst ongoing efforts to defund the police. Actually, I called 911 for a comment, but couldn't get a human on the phone. So I just left a message. Seriously, though, if they defund the police, how's this going to work? Thanks for calling 911. If this is a robbery, press one. If you're being assaulted, press two. And the whole time you're just sitting on the phone yelling, representative, representative. A gorilla at the Miami Zoo was tested for COVID-19 after he was bitten by his brother. Apparently, he had yelled at his brother for not wearing a mask. At which point, the brother's wife, Karen, started a big argument. And here we are. Luckily, though, they both tested negative, which is probably good news for the zoo because they're both essential animals. In Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back hit number one at the box office for the first time since 1980 after being released at drive-in theaters. The film was ahead of its time, frankly. Darth Vader was wearing a mask long before it was cool. I mean, Star Wars could make a great 23andMe commercial. Luke, I am your father. Look, I'm just glad Star Wars finally made some money. I was really starting to worry about them. And a Passaic, New Jersey woman survived a mile ride through the city's sewers after being sucked into a storm drain during a flash flood and then got spit out in a nearby river. Talked about that in the last podcast episode. But, you know, she's okay, but she had to skip work. She used a floating holiday. Fortunately, people in Jersey are used to life going down the drain. Federal authorities said a dead cat received a voter registration application in Atlanta. I just love that headline that writers included the fact that the cat was dead, as opposed uh, to as if a living cat had been registered to vote would be any better. I mean, they really weren't kidding whenever they said those mail-in ballots were littered with fraud. Needless to say, though, I think we may have hit the pause, have to hit the pause button after this. Okay, okay, All right. I'll stop the cat puns before somebody coughs up a furball. And scientists in Botswana are investigating a virus that killed 400 African elephants and couldn't even jump to humans. Is uh, 2020 over yet? I mean, this story is really hitting home for me because I hooked up with a few elephants in college. You know, a lot of junk in the trunk. Alec Baldwin is selling his West Village penthouse in New York City for 11 million. <sighs> there's no pictures in the real estate listing because he punched at the camera, punched out all the cameramen. And Amazon has invented a shopping cart that recognizes the items that you put into it and automatically charges your account for them. So there's really no need to check out when you're done shopping. This is a real home run for kids, you know, who throw stuff in the cart only to have their parents catch it at the cashier, you know. And Now you'll be home by the time you figure it all out. The cart will probably lead to an 80% sales increase in cookie crisp cereal.
3: Amazon's new smart shopping cart makes grocery shopping easy with state-of-the-art sensors an automated scale and a robotic voice with attitude.
2: Really? Ice cream again? Ugh,
3: you're right. Asparagus.
2: Can't wait for you to forget you purchased this until that weird smell starts fuming up your refrigerator and you have to throw it in the trash. I wonder if I should get the chocolate
1: covered... No. Or maybe the caramel-filled- No. Ooh, fried chicken strips. Right
2: to your thighs. Uh, Now I'm not sure what to get. I have some suggestions for you. Frozen vegetables and laxatives.
1: Oh, uh,
2: hmm. I mean, what do I care? Stuff your face with all that garbage. But don't come crying to me when you can't get a date. By the way, your total is $152.75.
3: The new Amazon shopping cart. We know what you're getting, and we're judging you for it.
0: Atlanta, Los Angeles, and San Diego will all be closing schools this fall. Of course, that's good news if you own a liquor store in that area because parents will be day drinking big time. They say the average kid lost six months of academic gains during the distance learning. Some of this is the setup and some of it is the parents just being too busy with their own jobs. Either way, you know that you're not making it as a Spanish teacher when your kid asks what date we celebrate Cinco de Mayo and a squirrel-tested positive for the bubonic, bubonic plague in Morrison, Cal- or Colorado. Apparently, he has some bad nuts. Ladies? ABC announced Tom Bergeron and Eric Andrews are out for Dancing with the Stars. Next season, they're joining the Russian version, Dancing with the Czars. <laughs> Gosh, there are so many out-of-work celebrities these days. I feel a Sharknado reboot coming on. And Fox News host Tucker Carlson took a week off from his show to go trout fishing. Of course, it's kind of funny, you know, how these different networks spend their summer. The Fox hosts go out fishing for trout. The CNN hosts are out fishing for dirt on the president. The NFL is partnering with Oakley Sunglasses on a new face shield that will protect players from the coronavirus when the season resumes. Every team will wear it except the Browns, you know, because they never catch anything. I mean, the facials really aren't new. Ben Roethlisberger has always worn one to bars to protect him from pepper spray. And a study by the Moderna Pharmaceutical Company found that a coronavirus vaccine produced antibodies in every single person that it was tested on. But don't get too excited because knowing the way they phrase these studies, every single person could be one guy. I mean, it's funny that we're hearing about a vaccine just as they're talking about postponing the Tour de France again. Apparently, you know, if they do make a vaccine, they just don't want to waste the cyclists. Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't want to. W- they don't want the cyclists using up all the needles. I think that's what it is. Well, a video of a chubby British cat that looks like a cow because of its markings has gone viral. Uh, the owners are definitely milking this for all it's worth. <laughs> now, the good news is the video got them 10 million views. The bad news is the cat has been canceled because of cultural appropriation. And the city of Philadelphia will not allow the Eagles fans or the Phillies fans to attend home games this season for their safety, of course. This is a big change, you know, because normally they ban visiting fans for their safety. But with no Philly fans around, the police horses will now have to punch themselves. I guess with no fans in the stands, the Phillies will now know what it's like to play for the Mets
2: Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human.
0: It's
3: like a caveman
0: thing or something. Oh, now this week's Genius Awards. And this week's Genius Awards go to, uh, well, first off, a Florida family which has been hit with federal charges for allegedly peddling so-called coronavirus miracle cures. That is actually a concoction used as an industrial bleach. 62-year-old Mark Gennon And three of his sons are accused of marketing and selling a product called Miracle Mineral Solution through an entity called the Genius 2 Church of Health and Healing in Bradenton. The toxic solution pushed by the Grennan family, also known as MMS, is typically used to treat textiles, industrial water and pulp and paper. The FDA has not approved the solution for any health-related use and has said it's ingesting it could cause vomiting and dehydration. The Grenons also marketed the bleaching agent as a cure for other serious health conditions like cancer, autism, and AIDS. The father and son are charged with conspiracy and to defraud the U.S. and conspiracy to violate the Federal Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act and criminal contempt. <laughs> I just can't imagine selling something that causes vomiting and dehydration. This must be how the people that own White Castle feel. It's kind of incredible that they try to sell this phony product by claiming it works wonders. You know, I mean, they must think that they're what Instagram influencers selling fit tea. And then there's this when 37 year old Jared Murray began building a new home in Lake Placid, Florida, red flags soon began appearing to those working on the job. Every Two or three weeks, he'd change his cell number, said a contractor on the project. He would never answer his phone, and when he did, he was always around a lot of people. Murray regularly had construction materials sent to the job site, and for some reason, they, well, exclusively came from Lowe's. The items were delivered by couriers driving rented U-Haul trucks, often at odd hours. The contractor says that Murray told him that his uncle worked at Lowe's and got a 50% discount off of everything. Well, it turns out that no one ever met Murray because, well, he was not on the road, but in prison. Uh, FBI affidavit obtained by the Daily Beast lays out allegations that Murray has devised and executed and continues to execute a scheme to defraud Lowe's home improvement out of well over a million dollars worth of inventory. Pretty amazing that this guy was running a scam out of jail. And he's not even affiliated with the Trump administration. You know, a guy's already in prison and he's still scheming. Talk about sinking to new lows. Or how about this? An ex-con whose rap sheet includes an assortment of felonies and state prison stays got himself arrested after allegedly battering a Florida convenience store clerk who asked him to put on a mask or leave, according to the investigators. 49-year-old Treg Palmore was not wearing a mask when he entered a Marathon gas station food center. After an employee at the St. Petersburg business asked Palmore to put on a mask or leave the store, well, Palmore refused to depart. When a worker, Bola Risk, walked out from behind the counter and asked again for Palmer to leave, Palmore to leave, the defendant then struck the victim in the head and arm. The incident was recorded, of course, by a store surveillance camera. Palmore fled the scene in a car, but was subsequently apprehended and charged with felony battery. You know, he just could have put the mask over his mouth, but now he's going back to prison where he'll get something way worse put inside his mouth, you know? I feel like every day there's another story about somebody freaking out over wearing a mask. It's, it might be, you know, the summer, but look, we've been dealing with a ton of snowflakes lately, you know? And what about this? A Trump flag— blowing in the wind outside a New Jersey home so outraged one resident that he dumped trash on the property for months. 58-year-old Richard Keller is facing multiple charges, including criminal mischief and harassment. Mr. Keller had such disdain for President Trump that it enraged him that someone was displaying a Trump flag. Sparta Lieutenant John Lehman said in a press release, NewJersey.com reported that he decided... He would just keep throwing garbage on their driveway to cause them inconvenience. Authorities said Keller began to throw trash onto the homeowner's property four months ago. He apparently stopped when the temperatures outside went up, but started up again here recently. He was finally arrested and charged. Look, you just can't trash someone's yard like this, okay? Maybe he thought it was no big deal because the entire state of New Jersey is a dump anyway. Okay, I mean, if you ask me, the guy was doing a public service, frankly. I mean, by dumping trash on the ground... Well, he actually made this area of Jersey smell way better. And you got to check this one out. A woman was arrested this recently when police said she allegedly broke into her neighbor's Southwest Florida pool several times over a weekend for one simple reason. To go skinny dipping. Charlotte County Sheriff's Office deputies were called to the Inglewood home after the owner, David Wardell, said his pool cage had been cut open. The report said deputies collected cigarettes and keys, women's underwear, but no arrests. then the next day, Wardell said he saw 22-year-old Capri Wiedemann swimming in the pool, naked as a jaybird. He saw it on the security camera that he installed while he was in Canada. Wiedemann initially denied being at the scene, but her mother told deputies she does swim in the neighbor's pool often. So she was arrested and charged with trespassing and burglary. Look, I'm totally with him. I mean, what guy would want a young woman swimming naked in his pool? Not me. (laughs) Anyone with a pool is used to things like bugs and frogs in the water. It's just not every day you happen to see a couple of sweater puppies and a beaver. And you'll never believe this one. When the Admiral Theater in Chicago reopened, a strip club will do so with a teeny bit of false advertising. Well, strictly speaking, the women won't be totally nude. They'll have a little flimsy piece of material draped across their face. Sam Socola, the venue's owner for the last 31 years, isn't overly concerned. The mask only covers her face, and many of the guests might not be looking at her face, he says. One should overlook the ability of the human mind to fill in the blank with perfection, he says. A visit to a strip club has always been something of an illusory experience and even more so now with coronavirus restrictions in place. Now, under Illinois' phase four of the reopening, which began earlier in the summer, dancers and customers have to remain six feet apart at all times. (laughs) Strippers are really going to bite the bullet and just wear masks while performing. Yeah, of course, it could be worse. They're in Chicago, so they could be dodging the bullet. And I'm not quite sure how this is going to work. I mean, is it, is, is, it's going to be really awkward, I'm sure, when customers have to put a dollar bill in the face mask strap. And then one more about an Ohio woman who got herself arrested after breaking into a home. Now, the witnesses uh, told local police they saw Cheyenne Ewing breaking into this home and, well, acting rather bizarre. The owner of the home says Ewing entered through the back door, sat down in the living room, on, on the couch and pet started petting the family dog. She then washed the dishes and left the house. Now, moments later, local police got a call that matched the description of the burglar. Officials said she appeared to be on drugs, but Ewing told police she hadn't slept in two days. So they booked her and charged her with burglary. I, I can't believe she actually cleaned the dishes and was nice to the family dog. She might be a home intruder, but I think she's actually more productive around the house than a lot of husbands. I definitely need to find out what kind of drug she was taking. I mean, mainly because if there's some kind of concoction out there that motivates people to do the dishes, I could make millions. (laughs) And now I conclude on a passing thought. You know, in this heat, it must suck to be an air conditioner repairman. You know, you spend your whole day working in buildings that have no air conditioning. And then when it's fixed and finally cool, you leave. Oh, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with all your stupid friends and family so that they can feel a lot less self-conscious about their own behavior. Of course, we can't do the podcast without a few acknowledgements. What? You think I write all this stuff by myself? Thanks to A-List Comedy and Large Media, Premier Networks, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network, thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world and if you're feeling a bit crazy i hope you'll follow me on facebook or twitter at insane eric lane and visit insaneericlane.com